It's episode 94, and as we head towards episode 100, I'm continuing to bring you people who are affecting change in the world, and this person is no exception. Breaking into is next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live. Breaking into. I chose this song because I wanted, we just want something really deep, you know, this whole episode, but I wanted to just some joyous, because we both want something... And it- Joyous. Absolutely. It's going to be a lovely day. We really work toward, towards it, right? Absolutely. I like that. So this isn't the original that Bill Withers did. This is the remake that happened in the 90s. But Soul <laughs> System. I love them. So you'll see some early... Watch the video. Early Michelle Visage is the one doing the rap on this. Of, of Drew Paul's Drag Race fan. Hi, right. you guys. Welcome to Breaking Into. I'm your host, James I. Jr. We're here on Black Hollywood Live. I'm so glad you could join me again today. I'm so excited. I have a really great guest. Somebody, if you watch my show regularly... You actually have seen it before in episode 81 as one of like 10,000 people that came in the studio. <laughs> but they were all nice. That's why I like them. They were all nice. And they're all, and they're all hustlers. So we'll talk about that in a second, too. They're all hustlers. Everybody, every one person in that group yeah. is working it out. Uh, but episode 81, he was he's part of this series that I just continue to rave about. Called Chill to the series. And you need to run, don't walk, and watch the series. Absolutely. We need a season two because I know what's going to happen. But we'll get to that in a second, too. But he's a writer, creator, and he plays this weird character named Rick. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, he's also a singer, songwriter, philanthropist, um, humanitarian, humanist. I'm trying to work it out. I like that. Strong black man. Yes. Okay, we need, we need that. There's, there's plenty of us out there, too. Don't let it get twisted. And he also has a new project we're going to talk about. Also, we're gonna do, we have a whole great show for you today. Michael Barlow, how are you? Hi. How's it going? See, in the, in the claps. Down, everybody. Down. <laughs> He'll be here for a while. Down. I, I like it. Welcome to the show again. Uh, thanks for having me. Again. Of course, we were supposed to get together a little sooner, but I had some family issues that happened, which you guys all know about because I've told you all about them. But I'm doing we're doing a little better, so we got them in. Uh, first, follow us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. We're all over the place. We have a breaking into page. And I actually posted the short film we're going to talk about a little later. It's on that page, and also I posted episode one of Two Hundred Two the series on that page. And I, you're gonna, we're going to show a clip of one scene that was just so bizarre with him. That's going to be a show that you. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on today. Um, now, you've been around for a while, from Atlanta to yeah, L.A., yeah. around the world. You've done things. Yeah, I've been trying to make it happen for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, that's the thing. You're one of those people like I am. We create, we're creating our content. We're collaborating with people who have like-minded mm-hmm. ways. Absolutely. Like Justin, for example. Yeah. Our buddy Justin, who was on the show. Um, and, I, and like I said, you've worked, you've done music and TV. Is there one thing, I'm not going to say which one's the best one to do, but is there one right now that you're really gravitating towards? Is it music? Is it web? Is it TV? Um, I think right now what I'm spending a lot of time doing is writing. Like I'm doing a lot of writing, um, screenwriting for, for television. I'm slowly working on this feature film that it's really dear to my heart, and so I'm like, I'll work on it and then I'll put it away and then mm-hmm. I'll bring it back out. Um, so I'm doing a lot of writing right now, a lot of um, producing yeah. um, content, and, and I just finished producing, writing and producing a, a pilot that that I'm looking to kind of shop around. You worked on something with a buddy of mine, he's part of it, because you know, it's a small world. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Nick Marty, <laughs> Nick we know Marty. here, we love him, called Deliver Ants, I, love, I just saw Nick the other day, I love yeah. him. Yeah. And I saw that he was part of your problem. I'm like, small world, everybody's <laughs> all over the place, small yeah. world. Funny enough, when I came to the show the last time, he was walking out the door as I was walking in, and we had just auditioned him for the, oh my God. For the, the show. Two tall guys. And I was like, 
Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And he he was kind of like, after we've worked together, now we're like really yeah, cool. But yeah. at the time, he was, I had only auditioned him. And wow. he was like, hi. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Maybe we kind of look a little weird at first. I just left the audition room with you. And now right. you're here. And you're like, yes. He's, he's a great guy. And I say they saw that you used him as one of the people in your, in that, yeah, Deliver Ants is what yeah. called. Called deliverance. Okay, and what is what is that about? It's about a um, bug farm that <laughs> um, is trying to get off on its get on its feet, and they employ ex cons to come in and kind of um, work with the bugs and okay. like get the place in shape. And um, it's kind of a mix between the office and. Okay. Superstore. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's all shot in mockumentary style okay. and everything. So it's so a comedy. It's it's a one hundred percent a comedy. <laughs> no special episodes. Um, <laughs> you know, you never know. That's thing is true too. You never know. You right? never know you never what's know. needed. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so I mean, so talk about this stuff. First of all, you know, you you have you do you've done music. Yeah. That was the first. That was the first thing you had. You released an EP. Yeah. And you released an album. Yeah. Um, I got to work with people. The EP was called Dreaming Clear, and the mm-hmm. album was called Sound Therapy. Worked with people like Rodney, Dark Child. People know all the songs. Dark Child. I was in the songs. <laughs> you know, people who name check themselves in songs. Yeah. Um, Jerkins and stuff. And so you got to do that. And I just want to show people who may not know how what a nice voice he has. Here's a piece of, of a video of a song that was a title of, I think it was a series you were doing? It's a series that I did yes. um, called New Stage yeah. with Mike the Situation. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, wait a minute. Talk about how random that is. <laughs> From the Jersey Shore, you guys. Yeah. Into the series. I mean, like. Yeah, and the, 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 the producers of that show liked the song so much that they changed the name of the series to, to the song title and. It was the intro of the song, and and the song is what actually got me on the show because they just wanted the song, and then they were like, "Wait, we have this role. You want to come in and you want to do it, basically?" And I was wow. like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's also a, a, a lesson in you never know how you'll get in. You never know. You never know. And I, I, I that that was shot before I actually moved to Los Angeles, and they paid me well. For all of that, and I used that money to move out here. Um, wow! And and that was six and a half years ago. Wow! Um, and um, you know, I that's why I continue to just kind of do what I want to do because I'm like, you never know what's gonna take off. What's what what someone is looking for yeah. in in the moment, and um, not that I do things just no 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 not randomly, but but I know what you mean. But but because um, that you know that. That song, this music video that we shot, um, it was after I graduated from college and I just was writing music with a friend and uh, I was like, you know, it'd be fun to make a music video to go with it mm-hmm. and, you know, with a little kind of old school camcorder walking yeah. around town kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it, it opened a door for me. Which, that was, again, that's like one of those things, you just don't know what... If I could tell you, do this, this, and this, and you'll make it, not right. necessarily. Right. There's also other ways to get in there somewhere. <laughs> right. And, you know, and whether it's music or a video or like, somebody walking through the door. Right. Or, I mean, so, so, so I was just a beautiful voice. I want to show this, this song. And who's playing guitar? So my friend Paul Blackburn, he um, actually co-wrote this song with me. 
just kind of hanging out in the apartment one day. Yeah. And so. Walking down the street again, thinking about just everything. Realize nothing's the same. Where's the shot at? This is shot in Valdosta, Georgia, yeah. where I went to college. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, I, when you look at it, what do you think when you look at it right now? It, it's, <laughs> it takes me back because, like I said, we were just kind of... Justin, who actually shot my short film, and yeah. 202, the director of it, yeah. he actually shot oh, this as well. And whenever we this comes up, he's always like, we've come so far, just even in skills and 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 creative yeah. endeavors um, cool. you can see it's, it's on youtube guys there's a bunch of videos of his on youtube and songs but this is like this is you have a really beautiful voice thank you which is it's really nice and it's a nice song the guitar is really great guitar that's why i asked but, yeah. who played it it's like see you come from, you came from that yeah yeah what a great start i mean it, it was it was a lot of fun and yeah. and it was what i needed to do at the time Okay. Now, is that is that how you are these days? When each of your projects, it's, it's what you need to do at that time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I'm I'm always prompted by something to that's going on in my life or in the world or whatever to make the things that I make, um, whether that be you know a series or, or a song or an album or whatever. Like I I I always want to be influenced by something what's going on whether it be personally or in the world do you always know at the beginning what it's what it's that it's a song or that it's a spoken word piece or that it's a, or just no it's not always like most of the time i'm just like i gotta make something like this my newest project the the short film we're gonna talk about yeah. um I was journaling, and it came from journaling. Well, it felt very spoken word. I mean, like, yeah, just completely. it was. It was definitely my like <laughs> just stream of consciousness thoughts mm -hmm. that I was like, I need to do something with this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of how I operate. I'm, not everybody does it that way, but that's kind of. Weird. I'm learning the same thing actually because I do a bunch of I do I have a poetry book out. And I do things. Yeah. And I'm learning the same way. Like, the, uh, just the creativity is coming. The divine invention is coming. Yeah. I just don't know what form it's going to take until maybe part way in. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, it's a song. Got yeah. it. Oh, no, oh, okay, no, it's it's a story. Okay, yeah. I got it. It's, you know. Absolutely. Yes. And luckily, you have people around you that can help you get these things to right. <laughs> it, fruition. It's, it's always great to have people who are gifted in other ways to kind of make it happen. You know? Like, I, I, I learned really early on that I can't do much of anything on my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right? It's... Um, so it's 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 a blessing. Um, what did you study in college? I double majored in philosophy and religious studies. Um, okay, <laughs> I got a minor in communications, but it was because I was going to be a pastor. Oh, <laughs> well, you're 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 sermoning in another way now. Yeah, yeah. through through art. I yeah, mean, I mean, to, it, yeah. it definitely it was an organic move, and so okay. you know, it's it. Um, it feels like what I'm supposed to okay. do. You felt the calling still is there. It's still there. I'm yes. just doing it in a way that I wasn't necessarily like thinking when I was in school I was mm -hmm. going to do. So, what, Having education, was how important is that? It's, I, I, even though I'm not using my degree, yeah. I think that it's 100% important because for nothing, if nothing else, it showed me that I was able to accomplish something. That I was able to do something from start to finish. 
and and I, but also my college experience was monumental in making me who I am. Um, you know, you meet people from all kinds of places and walks of life who think differently and and challenge you in ways that if I was just kind of hanging out with my family or or my friends from high school or whatever, I wouldn't be have been challenged. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, here I am today because of all the challenges and all of the the relationships that I built in college. I agree. I, th- I think, you know, the, you said something that just I think about all the time. I was able to complete something. Yeah. Some people, you know, they, they start a lot of things, they'll finish them, or they don't feel like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You could say, you got a piece of paper that says, I did do this. <laughs> my mom was like, you better finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like, my, my, my mom is a huge advocate of education, because <laughs> she's, she's a teacher. Oh, and well, she was like, you, because I remember going to college my freshman year, my first, after the first semester of my yes. freshman year, I came home for the holidays and was like, mom, I think I'm, I'm just going to go and sing. I'm not going to go back to school. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just feel like I want to sing. And she was like, no, you want to go to school. Get that degree. And so, you know, coming from one of those kinds of families, I, I, she didn't push me to, yeah. to finish, but I, right. I understood the, yeah. the value of it. And so I went and I finished. I took a year off in, in the middle of it, right. but, but I did eventually <laughs> complete. You don't have like two credits shy of no. a graduation. <laughs> like, over I, it's been 10 years later. And I, <laughs> I, I still, no, I, yeah. I finished because I wanted to, yeah. you know, it, it was important for me, but also for, you know, um, my family to, to see me walk across the stage and get a degree. Um, Cause um, I was the first one to oh, wow. do it. So, you know, that like my grand my grandparents came they're not here anymore but I was the only grandchild they were able to see graduate wow. from college and so really it was cool. all very important to yes. me to do it and so I did it oh <laughs> I like that that's so great I mean I yeah I like that I decided to even going further that so that's just so that's so nice that's really great to get to do that for them but you worked with, so you worked in this web series let's switch corners for a second with Mike the situation of Sorrentino yeah what was he like well um. How candid can I be? You can be as candid, you can be as candid as you want. <laughs> Nobody's listening, just us. <laughs> I think at the time, now this yeah. was six and a half years yeah. ago, they had just finished Jersey Shore. Okay. He was trying to figure out his next move. And, and he was one of the most popular of all of them. All of them. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Um, he was trying to figure out his next move. He wanted to move away from reality TV, and so he was going to try his, his lot at school scripted television that's what this project was going yeah. to be for him um he was a terrible actor <laughs> there you go um like and i think that they edited it well yeah, yeah. to make him look better than what was going on the magic of yeah. yeah um but um it, it was it was a lot harder on the people who were in it that were actors um and I wasn't even one of them. I was a singer yeah. full time at that point, uh, okay. and so I was. This was my first time in front of the camera as an actor, okay. and I was doing my best. But, um, and I mean, eventually, that's how I ended up getting bit by the bug. Well, then, by for you. So then, what did it do for you in terms of? Did it make you go, okay, I gotta really know my lines. Yeah. I gotta really figure out what this means. Like, yeah, okay. for that, it, it, it was. I, I took it probably more serious than a lot of other people because I was like, 
okay, this is giant books. Like they just gave us all of the episodes in one oh. like book. Oh, and I oh. was like, I I have to learn all of this, and and so I I done theater, okay, but um, never on camera, yeah, and it was weird for me at first, and um, but thankfully I had friends who also got booked on that job. Justin worked the camera, okay, okay. and my friend Paul, who wrote the song with yeah. me. Also worked on okay. the show. They, they just kind of brought us all on, okay. um, and they the and so I was able to be like, okay, I'm freaking out right now. What am I supposed? You know, like how wh- what is, what do you think about this? What if I say it like this? You know, and so yeah. I, I it allowed me to f- eventually find my comfort in it. But um, it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, Good, bad, indifferent. Right. It was a great experience. Well, I tell people, people who don't act, and I've done some acting. I don't want to be an actor, but I've done some acting. Um, and it's funny because it's you're supposed to be natural. Yeah. So people don't know that oh, you're supposed to be natural. It's very natural. Yeah, there's a camera sometimes right here. <laughs> Say it live one more time, James. I'm like, uh, and don't be stiff. Okay. And, oh my god. And like, there's a camera right here, or, or stand this way yeah. and say it like this. And you're like, this is not natural at all. I don't talk like this, like this, right? I mean, there's a lot of different things that go yeah. on that you learn. I'm yeah. sure. I I learned I I learned by doing for sure because yes. yes. I I like I said it was my first time and I was like, well, I'm supposed to stand right here. Yeah, for this angle, stand right yes. here. But for this angle, stand on your head. And I'm like, well. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, right. but um, you know they were they were gracious with me and um, and the other actors who had a lot more experience yeah. than I did were able to kind. Of, I mean, and even even Mike gave me pointers because he worked with he was no, he, know, yeah, he worked with he cameras. works with cameras yeah. mm-hmm. even if even mm-hmm. if this was his first scripted thing yeah. he was able to kind of give me some pointers yeah. um, throughout the process as well. Um, but you know, I, I learned. Oh, yeah, you, you learned. <laughs> you did learn. I learned. Now that lead. Now we're gonna lead that into you creating something again. Must be going through your thing earlier. You're feeling something, and two hundred two comes out. Yeah, I, 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 with two hundred two, I, I just need. I had written another series, and the the scope of it was way bigger than I was able to kind of <laughs> take on on yes. my own. And so I was like, I need to do something a little bit more contained, um, but still something that I believe in and something that I think is necessary, at least for me to be able to see with my eyes. And uh, I started kind of playing with these characters. Um, I didn't really know. What, I was just like, there, it's an apartment and then these roommates. Yes. That's what I had. And I was kind of playing around with, Things and uh, Melinda Hale, who plays Naya, the bomb, love her. She's amazing. Yes, we've been friends for a few years, and she called me up and was like, "Hey, we need to work on something. We've been trying to work on things for years, but we it never panned out." And she's like, "We really need to do something this year." <laughs> and I was like, "I have an idea." <laughs> like, oh, and she was like, "Let's go get coffee and talk about it." And I and I presented her with a few ideas and. She loved the idea of 202, and um, then she made a few phone calls, and we had a cast, and I was like, all right, let's do this now. <laughs> and um, it, it was an amazing experience. Again, um, I, it stretched me because I was writing these episodes yes. on my own, and then producing them 
with with Melinda, mm-hmm. and then also being in them. Cut that for a second. Show this. Let's show this weird part right here. <laughs> oh hi, Lola. <laughs> now you're around. I need my money today. Oh, we don't have it. Yeah, give us a few days. I don't have a few more days to give you. <laughs> Is there any way we can work this out? With you? No. <laughs> Here's my boy. Hey, Rick. Do I love him? So, what if I give you this entire basket of homemade brownies? Would that keep you off from climbing up our asses for a couple of days? What am I supposed to do with brownies? <laughs> oh, these aren't your typical brownies. They're unique. We square? I'll still need rent money. There's some plenty more where that came from. <laughs> okay. Oh, All wow. right, Rick. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> Why is he dressed like a couch? What did you I, just I, I love that line. <laughs> so, Why is he dressed like a couch? I love that. Drugs? That's Are why I know we love him too. We love Auntie. We love Auntie. Uh, yeah. Your whole cast is so. They're amazing. They were all here. Well, what we lined up wasn't here, but the rest of them were here. And and Harry and everybody. They were, you guys and. They're all hustling out there. Yeah. They're all doing stuff. They, I, I'm I'm so proud of everyone that is involved with 202 and the things. Oh, wait, did Tia have her baby? Tia did have her baby. Her name's Phoenix. She's gorgeous. Oh, Phoenix. Hi, Phoenix. She, she's gorgeous, and she's Aww. already got some brand endorsements. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I expect nothing less. Oh, yeah, you come home. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is Tia. That's great. Um, yeah, she... They, I mean, they've been busy since yeah. since we finished filming season one, and I'm very proud of them. So, okay, so again, so this series is really fun. I, I bring that scene up for you because, like, first I was like, who is this guy <laughs> who's so, like, weird? <laughs> you, you cast yourself as somebody really odd in, yeah. the, in the piece. And there's some really good acting in the whole, I mean, the whole yeah. cast is like, there's comedy, there's drama, there's yeah. slapstick. I mean, like, but you come in and you play, you always come and play this weird. Yeah. Rick, the weird, the weird guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Part of it was I. I wanted to do something fun in terms of acting that was kind of out of my wheelhouse. So okay. To speak. Okay. Um, but also, I didn't want to kind of be in the show. You know, like oh, okay. I didn't want to like be one of the roommates or like yeah. I. I just wanted to kind of try my. You know, try my hand at being weird, and <laughs> and show up every once in a while, yeah. and and that's kind of what I did. But it, the funny thing is that people are like trying to figure out what what's wrong with me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, is he slow? Is, it, like, is, is he high? My my, he... my my a friend of mine was like, "So, are you high on?" And I'm like, "No, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite figured out Rick yet, but um, he 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 has a good heart. Okay, he has good heart. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I see people like, well, what is his deal? I thought my thing. What is his deal? I don't I don't understand what's going on with him. Uh, which is a good which is a good which is a good thing, man. Obviously, because right. you brought. Uh, what's one of the things that you learned about yourself producing? Hmm. And I'm a control freak. Oh, okay, that's um, honest. Um, I'm absolutely a control freak. And what's funny is co-producing with someone who's also like, Ooh. you know, not no no shade. Like okay, yes, shady Monday. Uh, we but love like we, we both yeah. Melinda and I have very like strong opinions about things. Yes, whether that you know, and 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 in this project, 
um, sometimes we'd be like, well, I don't know. You know, she'd come to me with some notes about something, and I'd be like, well, this is why I did it. Or, you know, and um, we it, we had to, like, figure out. How did you figure it out? That's a good, it's a good start. How did you guys figure that out? How did you guys, how'd you guys compromise? What did you compromise? Um, I think that the compromise comes with, see, because we would, most of the, our disagreements would come with the script. Oh, okay. Um, and seeing it done two different ways, and then I go either you know either I would be like you're right that works better. Oh, okay, okay. Or, um, but a lot everything else I think creatively overall we were on the same page the entire time. Interesting. And because she you know she she was like I've always wanted to do a roommate show with black people, and I was like, well that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and she you know because it was something that she's always wanted to do, she had a lot of ideas about what that she wanted that to look like, and and. As the creator, I had ideas, and and Certainly. we just kind of put all of the ideas together, and they worked out fine. So I guess the bottom line—you can tell me if, if I get this wrong—but the bottom line between both you guys was a good product. Yeah, and and that was it. Like that, we just wanted to do something right. good that people enjoyed and that we enjoyed doing. Right. And I so whoever's idea was the best of the time, right? We it was it. just like do that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and and being being a writer. I, I did have to kind of put my pride a little bit to the side mm-hmm. and say, you know what, after I put it on the page, it's kind of up to everyone involved yeah. to see how it is right. you know, displayed, I guess. Um, that must be hard a little bit because that's your baby. Yeah, but, but it's hard. But I think when I kind of fix my perspective to say, but this won't be my only baby okay and um it kind of allow, allows me to loosen my grip a little bit um and then not only that i trust the people that i work mm-hmm. with and so it that even allows me to to loose loose my grip even more because i'm like you know what i trust melinda's creativity because i've mm-hmm. seen her work yeah i trust lionel's creativity because he's amazing freaking amazing he's amazing I, you know and i tr- i trust Justin's yeah. creative. I trusting the team is like it. <laughs> I guess also part of it would be to just go along with that would be once you it's it's on the page. They would say it's on the page on the stage. Of course, that's first. Mm. But it, everybody's interpretation may bring something out, right? That you're like, oh, yeah. I'm sure with Lionel, Lionel Lionel, I'm, sure, I'm sure Lionel. That was him. <laughs> like I was <laughs> at, after the first like read through. I was like, how about this? Just do whatever, because <laughs> he's amazing. At it. He, like like just... he, and then like I'm, I'm so excited about season two because, well, now he's gone. He spent the summer in Chicago tra- right. training, right, and uh, as an actor. And so I'm like, I can't imagine oh, what he's about to come back. Okay. With. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, and and we we had a, a meeting a few weeks ago and. Like it was cool to see everyone kind of mulling over 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 the course of the last few months. So what's going? This is what I think's going okay. on. And this is what I you know I envision. Um, you know, Lola's next step is or or Stephen's next step. And I'm like I lo- I like that collaborative spirit. Yeah. Um, it it makes my job a lot easier when 
actors are like, I've been thinking about this character. Well, so I felt it in the room. When you guys were in the room, I felt like there was a, it was a, a family. It was a team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who just really enjoyed this project. And, and, and like, it, I was surprised by it because, you know, when, you, when you're talking about something that's a... a Shoestring budget. Oh yeah, we kept saying on the show. It's like no budget. <laughs> when you talk about a situation that, no like that, yes, you really have to rely on and hope for the people involved that just they just want to do it. And if they don't want to do it, it can fall apart really, really? easily. <laughs> Unravel. And it's like, wait, you guys want to just hang out here and like shoot this, and it's hot, and you know, <laughs> that's really cool. And and like. I, I'll try and like scheduling, which is hard. Um, yes, sure. I I'm like, well, maybe okay. Well, you can't come, so maybe I'll just cut this scene. Or, or and they're like, no, I need that scene. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Or um, Harry, Harry's good at it. He's Harry'll say, I want to be in every scene I'm supposed to be in. Like <laughs> no, I, I know that it's scheduling is difficult, but we have to figure out. <laughs> How to make sure I'm in all the scenes I'm supposed to be in, okay. and I'm like, all right, well, if and it, it makes me feel good because that yeah. ma- it means you really like yeah. this project and it means something to you yeah. as opposed to just a job or a, a you know this thing that somebody wrote me into, right? Um, and so I, I I love the cast; they're great, and I think also part of it is you know nowadays. You create your own content. It's also a showcase to people what yeah. you can do. Yeah. So, you know, because I know you, you do a lot of auditions and things, but, like, this is also something finished yeah. that they can go to for reference also. Yeah, absolutely. For and any it, of the actors. It, it's for everyone involved. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what it is. They're like a calling card of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Now, one of the things we, we brought you in here, especially for, is for your, for your latest project yeah. um, that I saw on Facebook. And we're going to show a piece of it, of course. And... Uh, Let's go ahead and show. We're gonna, let's show a piece of it first, and then we're gonna then we're gonna talk about it. Okay. This is the best thing to do. They tried to. Oh, it's a man in the booth. They tried to end me, crush my bones to dust. They tried to make me disappear in blood and ash. Rest. When they found my soul was hard to kill, they bound my hands in chains. Convinced me of my destiny to live this life of pain. These chains became a uniform, a badge of desperate fear. They drag me down relentlessly. 
screen. No one can hear. I want to show that I, I could totally get into watching this again, the whole thing, but we can't do the whole the show with that. But when I first saw it, I cried. I get to hear that again while I watch it again. I, I, it affected me very heavily. Mm. I'm much older than you are, and I think it affected me in a way that it still does of being a black man from 1969 to today, mm. just having to deal with the different decades I've had to deal with, the mm. different versions of what being a black man is mm-hmm. that's changed and not changed. Yeah. Um, so when I first saw that, I remember um, just crying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was emotional for me to see it. So I mean, I could turn it again. <laughs> uh, but it's, it just, it's one, it's, okay, so the top, it, now, the mixture, I want to make sure I pronounce this crazy. Who is the title? It's, how's... it's Oro. Oro, okay. And what is it from? It is the Igbo word for found. Okay, so I had looked that up when I saw that. Um, and how did, I mean, it's a very powerful piece. How, and so you said you were just journaling? Yeah, I, I was. So over the past few years, I've been kind of dealing with my own emotional responses to things in the world. You know, from. We've had some stuff in yeah, recent years, yes. <laughs> you know, um, whether that is the. the that all of the police brutality um and and then the reactions that america had towards that and then the black lives matter movement and then um colin kaepernick and and this current administration and all of that and and a couple years ago i had made a decision that i was going to stop fighting with people on social media um because it just wasn't it wasn't good for me emotionally or mentally or physically even because I come from the South. Yes, you do. And um, I had spent a long time building relationships with people who were not people of color. um, And I consider them my friends, my really close friends, and and some of them I consider family even. And as as, as kind of this very fragile race relations in America kind of start to unravel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would voice my my feelings about these things on social media and I was met with a surprising amount of backlash mm-hmm. <laughs> from people who I, I thought were my friends. Right. Um, and so I was like, this isn't good. I'm not doing this anymore. But then it just kept coming, you know, and, 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 and then I think when... Um, the unite the right mm-hmm. protest happened and mm-hmm. the 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 response to that from people and the administration and i didn't know what to like i i legitimately didn't know what to do with myself mm-hmm. um and so i just started writing <laughs> i i didn't want to take to social media and you know ball up my fist and right. you know go to town, but I, I needed to do something, if nothing else, but to figure out what I was feeling. 
and what to do with all of my emotions in the matter. And so I started writing and I was just writing and writing and writing. And, um, and I had planned a trip to the desert with friends to Joshua tree. And, um, after I had written in my journal, I was reading through what I'd written, just kind of processing. And I was like, I want to do more with this idea than just close my journal and be like, um, because it, it became something that I needed to say. And I didn't want to just type it up on social media and leave it for people to argue with me about. Um, I didn't want to make a, you know, a video talking at the camera saying, this is what's wrong and this is what you need to say and this is what needs to be done. Like, I didn't want to do that because, you know, it's a lot of people, everybody's, are, doing, everybody's that. Doing, that. doing that. And it opens the door for a lot of arguing and, and, and like, I just didn't want to do any of that. Um, and along the same time frame over the past couple of years, I've also been doing a lot of research into my family history and in my processing of my feelings of current circumstances, um, I found a lot of strength and hope and, and courage in reflecting on the past and saying, you know, I'm here because they survived. We're here today because we come from people who, by one way or another, made it. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot more to take from that than just saying, oh, slavery, it was such a bitch. <laughs> right. But, right. Right. But right. to say, you know what? All of the stuff that they went through all of the things that they endured, the product of that is us. Now, we can make the decision for that product to be a good, positive thing or continue to allow ourselves to be a victim. Wear the chains as uniforms, you said. Yeah, thing. We, can choose, we, can, we can continue that living oppressed or we can say, you know what? I'm not oppressed, and here's why. Because I'm standing. I'm not oppressed, and here's why. Because I come from people who made it. And, and not everyone, you know, not everyone did. <laughs> and, you know, I, I in my research, um, I learned that, you know, taking some DNA tests and things like that, I learned that one of the tribes that I come from are the Igbo. Oh, um, okay. and, and that kind of that that helped me kind of find a certain piece about it all because you know even in the 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 traumatic experiences of being taken from your land and on a ship for months and people died on the ships and and whoever it was that I come from didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know, they landed over here and endured the however many oh. hundreds of years they were here and all the, the things that, you know, everyone knows what slavery was. You know, everyone, I couldn't pick cotton, sorry. <laughs> I got soft hands. I couldn't pick no cotton. I've been to cotton field. Now, no, I mean, I say it jokingly in a way, but I say it also for real. When I finally went to South Carolina, I saw actual cotton yeah. fields and how it's rough around. The, yeah. the cotton's the pretty part. Yeah. 
The rest of the plant ain't pretty. And then you got to get all the seeds out oh of it. Oh, my God. It's the, like, the so, briars. Yeah. so our ancestry hands that mean <laughs> there were no gloves, no playtex yeah. or whatever. It was like they were out there day after day. Right. And 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 I, I there there is something to be said about, well, just from a personal, personal place, I recently found in my research that I, one of my great, 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 great grandmother, um, who was a slave, had my great, great, great grandfather at 12. Wow. And um, she was, the, his father was a, was a white slave yeah. owner. Um, and it took me a while to kind of swallow that. Yeah. Because I was like, what must that have been like? And she went on to have three more children yeah, sure. okay. with this mm-hmm. owner. Which happened. Um, and and I, I kind of was stunned for a while, and I told my mom about it, and of course she was very stunned by it. Um, and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and then I, I did more research, and I what I realized is that again she she endured whatever whatever that circumstance looked like she endured and and um eventually they you know they were freed and and um were given 230 acres of land to then figure out how to do do with their you know and, and and i I think about her and I go, I'm, I'm here because she didn't give up. You know, that 12 year old girl didn't give up. And if, if nothing else, I owe her to stand. Yeah. And I owe her to make sure my voice is heard. Um, and that's why I, you know, all of those things are the reasons why I felt like I needed to make what I made, um, and yeah, you know. It's, uh, I think I think I think this is why I cried because I felt I was crying for. It felt very modern, even though you were talking. I mean, even though you were in change, mm-hmm. the imagery was there. The music's really good too. Yeah. Um, but the imagery was very from the past. But it was like everything you were saying could apply today. Today, and that's I think I cried because I'm like, how sad is that? Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, um, why I found such strength in the past is because I have to be strong today, and um, and I, you know, again, I, I, it's not the kind of strength that makes me want to go and punch everybody. Or like fight everyone who opposes my me, mm-hmm. but it's the kind of strength that says, you know, I'm not going anywhere. If you have a problem with that, we can talk about yes, it. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm not going anywhere. My my beliefs aren't going anywhere. My opinions about things aren't going anywhere. Um, who I am is not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. And um, either you can be okay with that or not, but I've definitively said I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving. So it's uh, you. Uh, the issue is now on your end. Yes. And 
whoever you are. Right. <laughs> it's on your end. And because I, I, when I was saying how I didn't want to fight them on, yes. on the social medias and anything yes. anymore, it's because I spent a lot of time with people trying to shut me up, trying to m invalidate my feelings and my opinions about things and telling me how I'm supposed to react and how I'm supposed to respond. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm done with you trying to quiet me. I'm done with it. And I realize now that typing up on Facebook is not the way to let you know that I'm not being quiet. But what I can do is use my gifts and my talents to display what not only how I feel, but how I imagine hundreds and thousands uh, yes. of people feel yes. and do it in a very creative and undeniable way. And, and I, you know, and, and I, and I am inspired by people who do it on grander scale. Like there are writers and creators and oh, yeah, producers, oh, yeah. you know, that are doing those things on much grander scales. But what I'm capable of doing right now is making my short film. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and um, it's from me. And it's educational. Yes. And it's and it's necessary. It, yeah. And it's timely. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's why unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Like I said, I, said, I think I, said, I think it's why I think part of the reason why I was crying is I'm like, you know, I grew up. I mean, I was born in the middle of civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. I was one of the first children bust in the seventies. Segregation, segregation. <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, grew up in the rough 80s and 90s here in L.A. and the race riots mm. everything. Everything was going on here with police. I've been stopped by police as, 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 as two years ago. I had a SWAT yeah. team on me. Oh, wow. In West Hollywood. Just a, just a SWAT team on me at a 7-Eleven. Um, and I was scared for my life. Yeah. And I'm like, a, and as you guys all know, I'm a regular person. Yeah. But I'm black. Mm. Um, and it's, it's like, and I think I was crying for all of that. Yeah. Going, this is really speaking to me, but this is also so sad that this is still happening. And that even me, I can walk out. I'm on television. I'm on radio. I'm all over the place, and I'm not dressed in hood clothes. And I yeah. don't argue with police people. Yeah, and I had a SWAT team of rifles in my back, mm. and I'm ra on a random Sunday afternoon at 7-Eleven here in Los Angeles. Yeah, and that that and they yelled at me and screamed at me, and I could have been shot in two seconds. Mm. And and my white friend was standing right there and watched the whole thing happen. Mm. So he was my witness. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just that this is it's still this is still going on. This is not a joke. It's yeah, still going and then on. it's and I think that that's why I felt so pressed to do what I did because I think that a lot of for a lot of people, I was reading something today where someone said that racism wasn't real, <sighs> and of course, like all of the internet jumped. No, I'm, sorry, I'm sure, <laughs> and was like. Maybe it's not real in your little world, but for those of us who experience it, it's very much real. Yes, like yes. the then and the you know people can say media sensationalized things or whatever, but like as a black man in America, I can attest yes. that there are things that occur that I'm like, well, why the hell did that just happen? Um, thankfully, I I haven't experienced the things that you've experienced. Um, but I've experienced my share mm -hmm. of of bigotry and being, oh, sure. being from the south, right? Yeah, you know, right, and, yeah. And and I think also more so than even just experience outright racist mm -hmm. bigotry, I've experienced being quelled, and that's almost more dangerous, in my opinion, than pointing a gun at me. Well, I see that. 
telling me that what I'm saying is wrong and that I shouldn't say it anymore infuriates the hell out of me because it's like, who are you to tell me that my experience is invalid? It's very much valid. And you know what? I'm not going to try and convince you that it's valid. I'm just going to say that it's valid and move on. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, my, my emotion, my, my, my tears that I cry for, for people who've lost their lives just in the last few years from police brutality and ridiculous riots and, yeah. and all of that. Like the, I just, I know that, that it is a, it is eff, the effort to, even when someone responds to that, it's like, oh, well, that they should have done this differently, or they probably shouldn't have worn. It's not that. race. It's it's, it's a, a class thing. And I, I just and I would and I would kind of swallow those things yes. sometimes and yeah. kind of go, you know, well, but then when they when you when you kill twelve year old Tamir Rice, yes. there I you can no longer I right. There were there were a few situations where it was like irrefutable irrefutable I mean we all could agree we all saw it <laughs> as soon as we saw and someone's gonna try to, well, you can't dispel that we all just saw that we just saw it you and, can't and it. yet somehow it still was an argument yes and I'm like I, yeah. you know what I, I I'm going to move forward being who I am and and creating I like that so I like that a lot yes and and, and I i if people are convinced along the way, that's great. I, I love my white brothers and sisters and everyone. You know, like I love people. I mm -hmm. love people. But I'm not going to waste my time trying to get people to see my point of view when they are adamantly opposed yes. to doing so. And, um, and I, for my own mental health, for my own emotional health, I can't do that. Right. But what I can do is creatively express the things that I'm feeling. How would you do more of that? Because I think you should do more. I, and I want to. Um, because it was so therapeutic for me. I'm sure. Um, to to shoot that. And it was it was a hot day in Joshua Tree. Oh, I'm sure. And I endured a lot of, like, I had burn marks on my thighs from laying wow. on the gravel. Oh, wow. And, but I was like, but I'm going to do this. Because I I it, I felt like what I was trying to say needed to be said, and um, you know I, I I've never been that emotionally raw in front of a camera before, wow. and um, and Justin who directed it and shot it he he was like okay like he would. We were finished shooting this, the scene where I was screaming, and he, we finished shooting that a few times. And he was like, "Okay, let's not do that anymore." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "I don't like it." And I was like, "Well, why don't you like it?" He's like, "I mean, it's incredible, yeah. but it's really hard for me to see." Wow. And I was like, "And and I was like, I I it, I understand." Probably as a friend perspective, yeah. Maybe? Like he, yeah, okay. he was like, "I can't." I I and he is the ally of all allies. Yeah, yeah, I know he is. Yeah. But. Um, and I think that that's why, because because it stopped being black people and it became me. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I think that's also part of the the reason why I wanted to do it is because a lot of my friends 
um, needed, I feel like need to kind of stop dehumanizing the situation and see it as me or see it as someone that they know. And that, I mean, and I think that that applies to all sorts of Mm -hmm. situations, whether that be LGBTQ rights, it's easy to dehumanize mm-hmm. a, a culture of people and kind of say, well, they don't need this or they shouldn't be that or yes. black people should just be quiet yes, or right. sit down or right. whatever. And it's like, okay, thank you for letting me know how you feel. Yes. Now replace those things with me. Do you still feel that way? Do you still think I need to sit down? If you do, we can't be friends anymore. One. Yeah, that's true. Two. <laughs> right, number one. <laughs> Two. Um, there are things that you need to do with in your heart. Like I and and I and I, you know I come from a religious background, which is why it was so jarring for me because most of my friends were like church people and no. and people who like follow Jesus, and I'm like, well, I know I. I I know that Jesus wouldn't respond to these things this way. <laughs> like, and for you to try and figure out a way to say that he would mm-hmm. blows my mind. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, it's this to date has been one of the, my, my most, like I'm most proud of this project because it was just entirely my heart poured out. And um, without any editing, without any like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it this way for more marketable because I don't care about all of that. Right. In this instance, I'm not trying to market anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just trying to say what I want to say in a way that maybe perhaps people might listen. I have one complaint. Mm -hmm. Why is it on YouTube? I didn't see it. It is on YouTube. I, I think it's it. private, maybe. Because uh, um, I find it on Facebook. I want, people, I want people to see it. And, I, and I'm going to... I'll, I'll, I, because the reason why I private it on YouTube was because I was trying... I was submitting it to... Oh, Festival. okay. Oh, okay. But, okay. but then I thought about it and I was like, you know, I would love for it to be in festivals. So if there's okay. any... Wait, okay. Festivals? Yes, yes, I would yes. love for it to be yes. in festivals, but that was never my intention for making it. Oh, people, so, see, oh, people will see it. I think we need to see it. And I and I a hundred percent agree, which is why I kind of started to post it okay. around. Okay. But I'll, I'll unlock it. <laughs> I, I think I, mean, I really think it's a very important piece. I don't. I have, you know I have a grandson. I have kids. Mm-hmm. I have kids. I think they need to see it. I have yeah. people I know who need to see it. Yeah. Who would love to see it? I'm sure it would affect them the same way. I just think it's very important work yeah. that you've mm-hmm. done. Yeah, that's I why I'm complaining. That's why I'm like, why is it out there? Well, you go to your Facebook page to see it, but I'm like, it should be out there more. And I just, and for me as an as an older black person, I it just warms my heart to see that the next generations are actually thinking about stuff like this mm-hmm. and producing. You know, we're in the forefront of producing great content, black people, um, and whether it's music or fashion or whatever, but, the, but also art. And you know, as we know, artists of all colors, a lot of great art comes out of stuff oppression. I don't want to say that word oppression, but I was going to say stuff. Stuff, I like that. Because uh, we're not saying oppression anymore, right? Erase yes. oppression. It's out of, it's out of, out of, out of stuff that's, that, that's happening in the world. And yeah. I think I think of, I think of um, thinking of LGBT, I think of Keith Haring, who I was a big fan of his 
painting, and there's a section of time when, back in the 80s, when AIDS was really big, and there was no help being helped by the government, mm-hmm. his paintings got angrier. Mm. It was so interesting. They used, used brighter reds and mm-hmm. darker oranges to, to, to kind of make, and it was a whole period where it was like he was angry. Mm-hmm. But it was through his art. Yeah. He was showing you yeah. the nicer periods. And yeah. then when it, then it wasn't working, you saw the progression. And I mm-hmm. love that. I just think it's like he was telling you in yeah. his art, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it anymore. And you're in your art, you're telling people, I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> I'm done. You got to be you. Yeah. Yeah, and, you got to be you. I think it's just, I think you, I, I'm very proud of you. I think you did a great job at that. Thank you. Um, now, he was on the show before, so I don't know if you remember what he said last time, but I always ask my guests to say, to answer these two questions okay. at, at the end of the show. And, you know, I believe in language, and obviously you do too. You're a writer and everything. And what is one word, or I've, I've changed a little bit, or phrase okay. that we should not say anymore? <laughs> I forgot what you said last time. I was gonna write it down. I forgot what you said last time, but I did change it to phrase now too. I'm gonna say to kind of lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I think we should probably get rid of all iterations of the word lit. <laughs> 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 because I feel like we we're smart people. We can say things with more syllables than that. Like I just think that about a lot of things. But then I find myself saying those See, words <laughs> because it's easier. But I, I yeah, I, I like more coherent, syllabic words. Words. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And then what word or phrase should we say more of? Hope. My favorite word. My favorite word. I think that we should say more, say that more, believe that more, seek it out more. Um, yeah, because a lot of people feel there is no hope. Absolutely, and we have to somewhere. I mean, I think I think I'm an eternal optimist on some level. I don't know why. <laughs> um, you know, people say, "Oh, he's smiling." So I did. I said, but I, I know what it's like to have tough times. Trust me, I know it's like to have tough times. And I grew up poor and all that. Mm-hmm. I understood it, but I always somewhere felt that there's. There must be hope There's out there hope somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Didn't our ancestors feel the same way? And they that's had, to, they had they to. had to. They had to to get to where they, they... had. That, that, and that's where that's what brings me to this place of hope is because I'm like, they had to have hope to even be able to get up every day God. and and to endure the things both during slavery, post slavery, 1975. <laughs> like I, so my mom had me when she was 19 years old, and I'm saying, Mom, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I don't know how you did that yes. by yourself. How yeah. did you do? I mean, she had my grandparents, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that. And I, I think about all of the things that people in the people before me had to have endured just so that I could live my life the way that I lived my life. And it all boils down to they found hope somewhere, somewhere, even if that hope was in me. Mm. Um, they found it somewhere. And, you know, if my great, 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 great grandparents made it through another day in the cotton fields because they had me in mind, then it would behoove me to make the most of every opportunity that I have and and to blast past all the things that stand in my way, both good mm-hmm. and bad. And so hope yeah because you know in 150 years there's going to be people that i hope will look back on me and say he must have had a lot of hope 
he must have hoped in greater things to come because here we are and we're we're here and we're doing and we're being because he had hope and he endured the they're gonna say that they're gonna say it I, I I embrace that. They're, they're going to say it. <laughs> I, and as you know, I lost my grandmother recently, and so she's somebody who couldn't drink out certain water fountains in the South until mm. she saw me on television at my own show. So that's how it works. That's yeah. how it works. Mike Cal, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a wonderful conversation. I loved it. And I am very proud of you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm proud of you as well. Thank you. Tell people on that camera over there where they can find you on social media. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Official Michael. That's Official M-Y-K-E-L-L. That's right. Don't get it wrong. Don't get Michael! <laughs> That's right. You can find him. And you can find him on my page. I have my, I have my page, and some of his works on there. That full, that full video is on my page, Breaking Into, on Facebook. So you can go ahead and see it there. Uh, and, of course, it'll be part of this episode, which will be on iTunes, YouTube. Share with everybody you know who needs to hear this. We had a great conversation. Share with the kids. I'm going to share with my grandson. Share with everybody who needs to hear this kind of stuff that's going on because there are people out there who are doing good work and are doing creating great content. They're doing it out there. They're doing it. I'm James I. Jr. You can follow me where all James I. Juniors are sold. All over the internet. I'm just all over the internet. You know, I'm everywhere. Trust me. Everywhere you want to be. My latest book is out called Becoming a Hardy, How It Changed My Life. And it's my fastest selling book to date. And I'm very, I'm very, thank you everybody, thank you. Thank you everybody who's actually spending some money to buy it. Uh, I appreciate that. You can find it on, on Amazon. And of course, my song, I Am Ready, is on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Amazon, uh, Google Play, Amazon. It's all over the place. Uh, it's my conscious dance song. So go ahead and buy that. I have some good messages in there too. And I will see you guys next time. From executives, Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.